People get ready. There's a sale a coming. That's right. Head on over to tpublic.com this weekend, folks, to get 35% off everything in the store. That means all of our Taker Easy t-shirts, including all the different colors you can get, and all the different designs, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, all that awesome stuff. Plus the I'm a Biker Taker Guy or Girl merch, the Taker Care of Business merch. It's all on sale, 35% off. We're talking $13 tees, baby. Come on, help support the show. It's the least you can do for all the suffering we just did for you for watching a month's worth of A-Train matches. Come on, you guys owe us one. Seriously. Creatures of the Night, welcome to Talking Taker, episode number 97 of our encyclopedic exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time. My name is Alex Dorio, and I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking, and I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, my co-host, the deacon of the middle age ministry himself, Mr. Travis White. <laughs> and Travis, tonight we are talking about SummerSlam 2003. We've got a head-on collision between two trains as The Undertaker takes on The A-Train. And Travis, to paraphrase a man who once made a special run-in on our podcast, it's time once again for everybody <laughs> to come aboard the emotional freight train. <laughs> Emo train. Oh man, yeah. This this felt like getting hit by a train when I watched this stuff. Golly, I cannot wait to blow past the summer slam and move on to something else. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, listeners, don't blow past this episode. You may have no. seen it pop up on your feed and say we're talking about A-Train for an hour today, but trust us, we're going to make it interesting. We're going to make it entertaining. As some of you mentioned on Twitter, this is a match a lot of you forgot or <laughs> would like to forget or yeah. completely blocked it out of your memory, and that's fine. That's well and good. That's what we're here for. We're here to uncover the career of The Undertaker one match at a time, which means we can't skip over it as much as we want to, but it's okay, because there is some incredible, hilarious, ridiculous stuff that we could get to dissect here in only the fashion that we can, so don't tune out of this one, don't skip over this one, folks. I think, uh, just punch your ticket, settle in, buckle up, it's gonna be a fun ride. That's right, absolutely, it sure is a fun ride there, and, uh, it might get off the rails, who knows, who knows? But uh, the SummerSlam 2003 is a good show. It's like when you put a, one of those good albums from your favorite band, but it has that one stinker song on it. You know, it's like, why did they make that? You know, they just did it just on purpose, just so that it wasn't a perfect album. That's what SummerSlam 03 is, and we'll get to that when we get to the actual show. So. It sounded really good in the bubble of the studio, and like, yeah. everybody jammed to it when they were high one night, and then the album comes out, and you're like, what the F? Yeah, exactly. That's what this match is on, on SummerSlam 03, but anyway. 
let's let's get on the let's get on the rails here and uh, before we get off the rails and see how we get there so all right we're gonna strap the time traveling motorcycle in the caboose of, of this train and get on the tracks and keep <laughs> chugging along <laughs> shovel the coal in there and head on to uh, it's the, a coal train yeah, it's a coal train yeah <laughs> michael cole's here man we're gonna talk exactly. about him too Oh. Uh, we're talking about SmackDown episode 206, July 31st, 2003. We're going to pick up the night after the Vengeance pay-per-view where we left off last week after a very memorable, very fun matchup where The Undertaker just narrowly edged out the young, up-and-coming, uh, the grizzled young vet, John Cena, and got the win at Vengeance. But it cost him, as we saw. He was bleeding uh, from his internal injuries, and he's not even going to make it to this episode of SmackDown. Uh, I guess he's using those middle-aged ministry benefits and taking another Thursday mm-hmm. night off here. Oh, absolutely, man. Like we talked about last week, he only works twice a month sometimes. So he's going to work three times this month. But, uh, yeah, it is crazy how he, he gets those perks, man. So He does, dude. Uh, but he's not absent completely from this episode of SmackDown. As we hear John Cena bring Undertaker up in his classic promo style here, he's going to put Taker down in his freestyle and challenge Undertaker to a rematch next week to prove once and for all that he can beat the dead man. Which he did beat him. He beat him in that world title number one contender tournament a few months ago, but he's going to try to prove that he can beat him again next week, laying that challenge down. Yeah, I was all for it, man. I was excited to see another one, so. Uh, I liked. I enjoyed round one and uh, round two. I guess technically that we covered last week, and uh, yeah, I was ready for another one. Yeah, they're gonna run it back again. And the only other thing really to talk about here is they're kind of setting the seeds, laying the groundwork for the pay per view match, and also really, uh, I guess for the end game of this biker yeah. taker character, we can kind of talk about that now. We're episode ninety seven, and this is one of the last three matches crazy it's kind of flown yeah. by here that we're going to talk about the biker taker era it's going to end at survivor series 2003 and I actually really appreciate this that they're already kind of setting the stage for how that's all going to wind up with this feud between undertaker and vince mcmahon that is going to start brewing here uh, as A-Train and Big Show are going to become Vince's mystery opponents that he's going to handpick to take on Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. And we start to see this alliance form between A-Train and Vince McMahon. Uh, also, we didn't mention on Vengeance last night, but A-Train interfered in the stable, Sable versus Stephanie McMahon match. He came in and ran Stephanie over at the behest of Vince, because Vince is also feuding with his daughter Stephanie, and they're all over every single episode of SmackDown, and it's exhausting. And so we see this alliance between Vince and A-Train, and Undertaker is also going to use A-Train to go after the Undertaker, because he's got problems with him, because Undertaker and Stephanie are on the same side. It's all going to start interweaving here i appreciate that all the storylines are interweaving i just don't like what any of the storylines are <laughs> exactly yeah i do appreciate the writing and how they're making it work but yeah the, not a huge fan of what, what's happening but and it did it slipped my mind I, I remember how the you know how taker's character here ends i remember that you know but i forgot how we had gotten there and uh yeah i'm kind of glad they're playing the long game here you know kind of setting it up a couple months in advance and not just you know oh well it's october now it's in this and now it's november like start a new story so i do appreciate that 
you know, we, we've gone on record on this podcast talking about we're fans of long-term storytelling. So, like I said, even though it's not a story we like to retell, <laughs> it is nice to see some effort being put into it. So Exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, speaking of some effort, uh, the next week on SmackDown 207, on uh, August 7th, uh, 2003, massive Dual Josh Matthews put some serious early 2000s effort in his outfit here. I, I know you pointed out in your notes here, he's got two puka shell necklaces on on top of each other oh yeah not just one two an earring leather wristbands and uh just he just screams like he seemed like he was like one of the the reject member from the lfo band like life funky ones <laughs> you know like he was the guy that didn't get the girl from abercrombie and fitch just, <laughs> oh man he looked terrible i had a line i was gonna say but i'm not it's not gonna beat that so i'll just okay. <laughs> Keep it in the magazine there for Unleash It Later. So yeah. <laughs> It looks terrible. So, um, But I'm glad you pointed out your notes because I completely glossed over that. <laughs> so, I well, can never. Um, well, Taker's warming up backstage and walks past an open door. And uh, he's got a knack for that, doesn't he? He really does. <laughs> We've covered that so recently. But he walks past his open door and it's Vince's locker room. We see him with Sable on his lap, which is... Kind of a weird thing if you know the actual backstory going on here, the the real life and the and the you know the the wrestling life is that she actually sued the company for this exact thing um, years earlier, and uh, I don't know now she's back and the character she's playing is exactly what she sued for. So funny how that works. I mean, Vince kind of has a knack for that too. <laughs> yeah, it does. So anyway, well, he walks in, Taker walks in there, and Vince is like, "Excuse me." Excuse me. <laughs> I, just, I loved it. So, and uh, T- Sable excuses herself there and leaves. And Taker's like, you know, he, you know, I'm headed to teach Cena some respect. And then I heard, you know, Vince, I heard you having your little party in here. Uh, in 13 years I've been here, I thought I'd seen all of your low down, dirty tactics, and you know, but then I saw you sick A train on Stephanie, and he says, and I quote here, so that little oil hoochie could defeat her at vengeance. So. I've never heard or called anyone a little oil hoochie. I don't know what that means. I know what a hoochie is. I know what oil is. I know what the word little means. I don't, I've never heard them in that succession, but if someone out there in Twitterverse can help us figure out what that means, I'd appreciate it. It's a biker thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, L-O-H, little oil hoochie. So it must be a biker thing. So. Oh, man. Anyway, but uh, Taker's like, you sure you he know, wasn't saying little oil hoochie? Just so that little oil hoochie to get a win at vengeance. Man, that takes the cake. Uh, dude, he said oil. I swear he said is oil. Like, is this like the apple-sized <laughs> ball bear or whatever? <laughs> the, whatever. We had that, yeah. That just, uh, yeah this apple versus ample? Yeah, I think he says oil. Okay. I mean, I'll roll he with may it. have said old, but uh, old is so like old English. Like, I don't know. He may have said that. He did talk in a uh, New York accent last week. On he did? The yeah, he could be. He could have said, that little old Lucci. Who knows? But anyway. The point is, he goes, man, that takes the cake. You know, that's that's the line where Taker draws Taker draws the line there. So Taker's like, you know, if I was in your family, I'd have beat you up already. And Vince is like, well, if you got a problem, you can join Stephanie on the shelf. And then Brock Lesnar's best friend, Funaki, interrupts. And he's trying to tell Vince something, and Vince is like, English, please, which is 
<laughs> so so bad and oh, so good. Man. I love it. And uh, they go out and they find uh, Vince finds Brock Lesnar who's been attacked backstage and it doesn't really play into this storyline we're talking about here, but it does. We right. need to mention that. So, but anyway, we get a rematch Dude, uh, from Vengeance. Uh, uh, oh, I, I just got to talk about Vince and Sable yeah. real quick. Like, it's you know when you when you see this happening in a bubble, it's just like oh, you kind of roll your eyes at it. Like God, Vince is Vince is gross. This is so stupid. But then like looking back over all that we've covered on this podcast, what is this? The fifth or sixth blonde blonde yeah. girl that he's done this like. <laughs> Tori, Sable, Trish, Stacy, Stacy, like it just it keeps happening, and it's like <laughs> this has gone beyond just being gross for a couple weeks. Like <laughs> this is a bad a pattern. This is a bad look. Yeah, a pattern of bad behavior. <laughs> when he when you hear the puff master pulling the strings, there's a certain he has a certain style. You can tell. Yeah, he does. And you look on the current roster, and uh, he doesn't do this kind of things. But there are certain females that get pushed more than <laughs> others that also have blonde hair as well. So hmm. it's kind of funny hmm. how that works. So, wonder what color Vince uh, Linda's hair used to be back in the day. Uh, I, I got a, I got an idea. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, anyway, we get that rematch from Vengeance. We got Cena versus Taker, and um, uh, Cena comes out and does a freestyle, which absolutely will not fly today. It is horribly vile, inappropriate. He's talking about... And I'm going to make this statement. John Cena's amazing. Y'all can't see me. My flow's sicker than AIDS patients. Yeah. I broke your ribs. Now I break your reputation. I leave you on the wrong side of a Kobe Bryant violation. That's nice. My wife was watching this with me. It was her jaw hit the floor. She was appalled. She would not let me live this down. She definitely shamed me for watching this, and I couldn't blame her. She's... I had nothing, nothing to fight out against. So was your wife like, "Wait, this is the guy that hosts Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader"? <laughs> she could have, and I, I, had, I have no ammunition, man. I got nothing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, how far he's come. So. Anyway, yeah, it's a horrifying uh, promo, but it's I mean back then it was what it was, you know. It's all perspective and it's all relative. But anyway, this time when Taker comes out, his motorcycle does not stall, and Cena doesn't throw the the stairs steps in the way either. Though. No. So, but um, while this is happening, while Taker's coming out, we see that vengeance uh, video from where A Train ran over Stephanie, and um, in my opinion, this was another good long match, probably. Uh, may have been better than their pay-per-view match, you know. I don't know. It's it really good, but Taker's still selling those ri- that rib injury, which I can't put over how good of a seller oh, yeah. The Undertaker is. Like, it's just you don't think about that. You think of Shawn Michaels or uh, any of those cruiserweights from, you know, or Jericho or, uh, golly, like, um, who am I thinking? Uh, Kurt Hennig, all those guys, great sellers. Dolph Ziggler nowadays, but, like, sure. The Undertaker is up there, you know, so... Anyway, selling that stuff. Cena gets a little more offense this time around, in my opinion. Uh, what'd you think? You think he got more here? Yeah, it was a little more even between these guys, and I, I enjoyed it too. Man, I, I thought it was on the same level, if not better, than the pay-per-view match, like you said. And it just it just made me sad that these guys haven't faced each other more. I know, I know. This it was really, kind of it. It's really weird how they're they've been there forever together, but they just haven't crossed paths much. So. Really strange, but anyway, late, late in the match, Taker goes for a superplex, and uh, when he crashes down, he starts screaming and grabbing his ribs, as you would if you're hurt, you know, and you're selling, so 
pretty cool. Um, at the end, A-Train runs down and steamrolls Taker, and uh, A-Train puts the boots to him and hits a pump kick, you know, or a brogue kick, as you keep calling it. So, <laughs> I don't want to call it that because I can't stand Sheamus, <laughs> but any, I can't stand either one of these guys. I guess I'll take Sheamus over A-Train, which is sad. That is but, crazy, but yeah, yeah, probably true. And then A-Train hits a backbreaker on those injured ribs, and uh, uh, Cena gets a two-count, but Taker's now bleeding from the mouth again, so really good, really putting over this internal injuries, and Cena then hits the FU and gets pinned for the win, so he's two and zero against Taker, which is crazy on TV. Yeah, on TV. I take yeah. one on pay per view. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just on TV, it's that's, two and zero against huge. him, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Even think about even those interference in both of them. It's, it's still yeah. it's still massive. Yeah, absolutely. And Cole's like, "Is A Train Mr. McMahon's heavy?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> he obviously is. Like, where have you been?" <laughs> Golly, he's terrible at that during this uh, during know. this run. Just like, what what is the connection between A Train and Vince McMahon? He's <laughs> <laughs> like the mind of a six year old watching this show. Yeah. Oh. Well, we're gonna find out what this connection is, or, or see more of it here as SmackDown rolls on episode two thousand or episode two hundred eight on August fourteenth, and. We're going to see that by the order of Vince McMahon, oh. The Undertaker is going to face the Big Show. That is, that's what the graphic says on, yes. on TV. <laughs> Last I checked, aren't all matches by the order of whoever's in charge? Well, I guess I guess it's because Vince and Stephanie are both kind of in charge uh, during this time. So. But it, it's still silly. Uh, yeah. And again, man, this was they had a good, solid, long TV match here, man. Very similar to their No Way Out match. I, I kind of forgot that these guys had pretty decent matches with each other. Oh, yeah. Um, but I liked it. Um, A-Train once again sneaks in during this match and interferes, and he breaks a two-by-four over Taker's already injured ribs. <laughs> yeah. And uh, allows Big Show to get a very cheap count-out win. I mean, nothing cheaper than that right there. And like I said, investigative journalist Michael Cole, he has deduced that there might be more to this attack than A-Train and Undertaker's match at SummerSlam. Mm. Wow, buddy. <laughs> you think there could be something else going on here? Uh, but, you know, he's not the only one doing detective work on this episode of SmackDown, Travis. I'll let you talk about a segment you wanted to point out where the uh, the APA are trying to figure out a mystery backstage. <laughs> yeah, so there's this backstage segment where the APA, again, the middle-aged ministry are back there. You know, we got the fresh bottle of sun in, in, in uh, JBL's hair and uh, Farouk's going by Ron Simmons now, so we're getting, you know, shoot ski names, I guess. And anyway... They're trying to decipher if Shaniqua is really Shelton Benjamin in drag. (laughs) So that's a real thing that happened. And uh, that's probably inappropriate as well. (laughs) But anyway, but I finally realized watching this scene why I can't stand this guy. Again, I respect JBL now. But back then, it all clicked right here for me because he commits an absolute comic book crime comic book felony if you will to be put in comic book prison in hall h at comic-con there should be a little prison cell there but uh he says i tell you what i am right about i'm right about the fact that shaniqua is sheldon benjamin and drag just like you don't see bruce wayne and superman in the same room you never see them together think about it that is a man m-a-n man damn and i just lost my mind like, that's why I hate this guy. Because 
the quote should be, this is why you don't see Bruce Wayne and Batman in the same room. Or Clark Kent and Superman. You can't mix the two. It just, man, I just, I can justify my hatred now. It makes sense <laughs> because I'm such a Batman, Mark. And it's just, it made all sense to me in the world. And I just, I guess suddenly I'd had, or subconsciously I've had that deep, 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 deep down. And I just was able to bring it out and I'd share it with the world here. And I can't stand it because you cannot commit a snafu like that. It's uh, unacceptable. That's what it all boils down to, man. That's what it all what, comes down to is it's terrible Bruce Wayne confusion right there. Yeah. Oh, man. It was awful. <laughs> I was miserable. I hated him. I think you should avenge this like some sort of Dark Knight out there going after <laughs> Bradshaw. Yeah. Mailing him comic books or something like that. I don't know. I'll give him some bad uh, insider trading tips. <laughs> that's what it. it does now. This yeah. is your origin story, man. It is. This is it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Well, as disturbing as that is, it has nothing on this scene that we're going to see later on in the night. As as the A-Train tries to intimidate Stephanie McMahon backstage. Because we found out earlier in the night that to punish his daughter Stephanie, Vince is going to make her take on the A-Train in a one-on-one singles match. So that is our main event, ladies and gentlemen. And before the match happens, we see the A-Train intimidating Stephanie backstage, telling her that... Steph, I know you like it. Rough. And I like women who like it. Rough. And no one brings it rougher than the A-Train. Get off. Then he gets all up in her face and grabs her hand and makes her rub his hairy pierced nipples and it is disgusting (laughs) and disturbing and I am very much not a fan of this the world's hairiest love machine character that (laughs) A-Train is becoming. I already hate the way he looks I already hate him in the ring and now he's playing this gross disgusting pervert and it's just like I'm out man this is not like heat that I want to see this this guy get beat up. It, this has changed the channel heat. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Is this episode of a SmackDown responsible for your hatred for A-Train and oh, for no, JBL? No, no, no. It's long living before that when he <laughs> Prince Albert. Yeah, like, this dude. was absolutely uncomfortable. And what what's his character supposed to be? Is he is he all of a sudden now, you know, a big pervert? Yeah, I just don't get it. It's switched the gear, and we're gonna see it more next week. Too. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I just, I, I really want to know. I, I want to know from our listeners: Is there anyone out there listening to this podcast that just was a huge A Train Albert Tensai fan? I, I want to hear it, and I want to know why. Because nothing, nothing I've seen in any of these runs has made me excited for him. It gives me the runs uh, watching him. It's just like I don't get the look. I don't get him in the ring, and I'm not. I know he's big and strong. Like I'm not saying he couldn't kick my butt, but I just don't. He the, even still, he doesn't intimidate me, and I just can't take him seriously, man. Like uh, it, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's, it sucks. To me, he is the picture perfect example of something we talked about the past couple weeks of if you reverse these situations if a train had come over from wcw 
and Sean O'Hare had been a WWE guy. Yep. Like, Sean O'Hare would be in this position, and A-Train yep. would be working Velocity every yep. night. Like, there's nothing special about him, but he just so happened to come through the WWE system, and they have a hard-on for him. Man, it's yep. just, I, I hate it. He came through the same uh, Funkin' Dojo with Edge and Christian and Gangrel and, and all those guys. So, you know, he's one of their pet projects. Val Venus, all those guys came in the same time. And uh, it's been, uh, I don't know, six years, and he's still not over. God. You cannot tell me this man is more talented than Chuck Palumbo. Right. You can't do it. You can't. You'd be a liar. <sighs> All well, right. hey, I've never seen Chuck Palumbo and A-Train in the room at the same time. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm just kidding. I totally have. I think we have. <laughs> totally have. Anyway, so the A-Train is going to do the bidding events and, and face Stephanie McMahon in the main event of SmackDown. Uh, I don't know how this is real. Yes, the Stephanie McMahon is taking on the A-Train in the main event of SmackDown. Take my money. (laughs) (laughs) This is just the cheapest of cheap heat, and it just doesn't Uh, work, man. The crowd's not into it. We're not into it. No. But A-Train just wrecks Stephanie, does a couple big moves on her, but thank God the Undertaker, rib injuries and all, he's seen enough, and he runs out, and uh, you know he's got to save his former child bride. After all, <laughs> true love comes through here in the end. Yeah, his child bride. You're right. The, the black wedding. The bride of Satan. Bride of Chucky. Whatever. It's good to see these two come back together. and He gets to play the role that Stone Cold once played. And he saves mm-hmm. Stephanie, destroys the A-Train, gives a chair sh- uh, shot to him. Uh, and Vince is just sitting at commentary with his girlfriend, Sable. Just very confused by all this. And... So A-Train's girlfriend, the big show, runs out and makes the save and <laughs> just wrecks Taker's ribs with the chair and Vince is laughing and cackling and then he makes out with Sable right in front of his daughter, Stephanie. And um, I just want to say happy belated Father's Day to all our listeners on that note. <laughs> Good Lord, man. Hey, what a, it's like, disgusting. What, what a prime example of, yeah. The worst father in the world. A messed yeah. up family. Yeah, it is. Like, oh, makes you wonder. It really does. <laughs> it really does. Well, one thing I like to wonder is the next week on SmackDown 209. Uh, this is August 21st, 03. This is, um, this episode of SmackDown is going to be rated MA. <laughs> so we had one, we had, we had a pay per view like this, right? It was the, the Hell in a Cell uh, with Brock was yeah, rated yeah. MA. This episode of SmackDown is rated MA. And, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> let me just remind you guys that what we're going to talk about is not for the faint of heart. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's also not written by Vince Russo or Ed Ferrara. It's written by someone else. He is in, uh, Vince is in uh, TNA at this point in Nashville, writing from the old asylum days. They're doing the weekly pay per views. So. Just remember that is what we're about to talk about. Um, so, because there are two things rated MA on this show, in my opinion. So I can't figure out which one is makes the rating. So, uh, anyway, we get uh, A-Train's attack on Stephanie of last week led to her having internal injuries, but it completely wipes clean the slate of Undertaker and Big Show's involvement. There's no... They edit it off there. They, it's really weird. Involved yeah. in it, so it's, it just yeah. focuses on them. Like doesn't leaves out the entire part where Undertaker saves Stephanie, which is funny because they're building to a pay per view match. 
Yeah, I know. It's it's ridiculous. So, um, well, before I get to the match I want to talk about, I want to mention something. This is the night that, those of you might remember, Brock is now turned heel. I think the last week he revealed himself that it was all a ruse when he was laid out backstage and yada yada. He's on. He's actually a heel now aligned with Vince. And this is the night he annihilates Zach Gowan with a chair, Oof. busts him open, wipes his blood on his chest and... Um, in front of Zach Gowan's mom, too. His, his shoot mom, his yeah. legit mom in the, the audience right there. And he he takes a, a page out of the Undertaker Hell in a Cell book and gigs himself deep, man. He's bleeding all over the place. You think Cody Rhodes and, and Dustin from <laughs> Double or Nothing was dirty? Watch this. <laughs> Dude, and the week before Brock beat up Spanky, Brian Kendrick, yeah. and he had a gusher, too. Man, it was... Mm-hmm. A lot of blood on network television. Mm-hmm. Like, nasty blood. Yeah, so assuming this blood loss is why we have the MA warning, but I like to put a little caveat. Maybe something coming later. That so takes it up go- to 14, TV 14. <laughs> this next yeah. one's going to take it up to MA. <laughs> well, we get a match here. We get John Cena and A-Train tag teaming against Taker and... Uh, hold on here. Let me see. I'm sorry. Uh, Orlando Jordan? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> is I'm that sorry. what takes it up to TVMA? <laughs> uh, that might be as well. So, uh, yeah, this guy's trying to get a push here. Man, well, why? I don't understand. He's Keep in trying. the same boat as A-Train <laughs> for me. So I just exactly, don't get it. Exactly, man. Who also is aligned with JBL. See, it all, it's six degrees of JBL. <laughs> How is this guy on TV and Chris Canyon is not? I, Seriously. I le- legitimately don't get it. Someone so explain it that to me. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, so... Well, tag, tag team specialist takers tries to show us how to get it done here. He's tag teaming with OJ. <laughs> I can just, I just picture Chris Canyon playing the Orlando Jordan character, oh, <laughs> like man. Yeah. young rookie getting mentored by Undertaker. <laughs> That'd be so good. Undertaker taking Canyon to the bike shop, like Raven yes. took Canyon shopping to Versace. Versace. <laughs> oh. I need, oh, oh. man. I need to see that. Well, and in, in, in all seriousness, aren't they? I mean, we know Canyon was uh, was an out wrestler. Orlando Jordan is too, wasn't he? Or wasn't he a bisexual or somewhere yeah, like that too? Yeah, so they could have both like played that. that whole thing too. Like seriously, like I'm not not kidding. Like they could have both had that thing going for him too. So whatever. But uh, yeah, Canyon is on jobbing to people on Velocity, like oh, Funaki and stuff. Man. And Makes me sick. Haven't haven't matched the year of Rey Mysterio. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Meanwhile, this guy was, can't even have matches of, <laughs> of the night. The tag team with with this kind of the tag team special partner, yeah. So anyway, Taker does work the crowd up, and at the end, gets the hot tag, gets in there against Cena, and. Just annihilates these guys. A A train winds up bringing a chair in, but OJ stops him. And uh, I really can't use OJ. I gotta say Orlando Jordan because <laughs> I think I believe OJ, the he's, OJ we all know, has been 25 years since that happened. Oh, so let me go with Orlando Jordan. He's back, man. He's on he Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he's got well, some scores um, to settle. <laughs> he does. He's coming for that footage from WrestleMania 12. So, <laughs> well, Taker's gonna go for the last ride here on Cena. And A-Train runs in and nails him in the ribs with Cena's chain, right, right behind the ref's back. So Cena then falls on Taker, as we've seen in a couple of these matches like this, and he falls on him and pins him again. So uh, so the story here being told is that John Cena can get one up Taker when people cheat. And also, more importantly, leading into SummerSlam, is that A-Train keeps costing Taker these matches. This is the third week in a row yep. he's cost him, uh, he's, he's cost him to, to lose a match. So... Um, 
that's the story. I'll take that as my story and nothing else. I don't need anything else, but we're about to go somewhere else, unfortunately. So it's time, once again, to bring back a segment that we used to have here on the show. This is the Russo Broman of the Week. Uh, I was hoping it was for This Week in the Cheek. <laughs> it might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> because... <laughs> You be the judge of that, people at home. You let us know. What should we call this? The Roman of the Week or This Week in the Cheek? Because they could be either one. So <clears throat> we see Sable waiting backstage in a very sultry dress. And um, she sees A-Train walking by, and he's all sweaty from the match. He's got, you know, his his uh, side is, like, hurt where he's hitting the ropes and stuff like that. So but she says that she knows he's going to beat Taker on Sunday. And uh, then she... <clears throat> <laughs> okay. She pushes him up against the wall, <laughs> rubs her hands through his chest hair, squeezes his nipple rings, and then gives him the key to her penthouse. Oh, man. So, you don't have to make this podcast, M.A., Travis. <laughs> we may. I don't know where we're headed here. So then she says, see you later, and walks away. And, uh... Not to be uh, one to take this lightly, A-Train then picks up the room key, <clears throat> and he licks it. Very sexual manner. He licks the room key that she just gave him. And Michael Cole actually says something that I agree 125% with. He says, what is going on here? Oh my god. <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> so I stand corrected. It was not the bloodbath. It was this scene. It was rated MA, I believe. So. Who on earth? Who, <laughs> Who on earth is thinking this is going to draw money, man? Because it doesn't even play into the tanker stuff. You know, no. it's. I don't get it. Sable and A Train together is not a money printer. You're not printing money with that. I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> this is easily Matt Bloom, a.k.a. Adrian, his favorite moment in his entire career, man. <laughs> when he looks back and reflects on all the world championships he never won, he can at least say he had this segment yeah. where Sable caressed his breasts. <laughs> yeah, he's at NXT. You're like, so, uh, Coach Bloom, what's your favorite part of your career? Was it when you debuted as a uh, penile piercer with draws, <laughs> or was it when you were at TNA with Trish Stratus, who was just debuting? Or was it when you were the, the hip hop hippo with um, with uh, Sky Too Hotty? Or was it when you were with uh, uh, we went over to Japan? Yeah, and you became uh, you know Giant Bernard, and he may have held the IWGP title. I don't remember. He had a good run over there. Or was it when you came back and you were Lord Tensai? <laughs> or was it when you were um, with the Funkadactyls? Uh, sweet for, Tea. For or we yeah, Sweet Tea or is it now that you're coaching? He's gonna say no, 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 no. It was. <clears throat> let me go back. He's gonna say no, ladies and gentlemen. It was on August 19th is when they would have filmed this, 2003. That was the best night of my life. <laughs> you got it queued up on the WWE Network. He's like, yeah. "Hey guys, let me show you this. <laughs> Adam Cole, you seen this one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's." Uh, penthouse key, baby. I know you got six stars with Johnny Gargano, but let me show you this. <laughs> exactly. I'll show you six stars. So. Anyway. <laughs> God almighty, man. Well, you know what? That was the go-home show or the go-penthouse show. <laughs> it's a SummerSlam. 
Yes. <laughs> Man, what else would make you want to order this show? And yet, for some reason, we did back in the day. Yeah. August 24th, 2003, the SummerSlam from the America West Arena in Phoenix, Arizona. We did watch this one live with each other, man, right? On the yeah, precipice we... of our senior year of high school, man, just rolling into it. We uh, kicked it off watching SummerSlam. Yeah, we did. We we mentioned last week off air to each other that I remembered watching it, you remember watching it, and now we remembered we were watching it together. We were at a friend of mine's house from church, uh, and yeah, y'all, you and a couple of our buddies came over too, and I remember certain matches on this, mm-hmm. uh, the, the U.S. title fatal four-way, I remember Angle Brock, because Brock tapped, which drove me nuts, but... Uh, the Elimination Chamber, and Triple H's pants, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the quad injury, groin injury, whatever, those biker shorts that he wears. Yeah. yeah. They are, uh, Still got the big one. Not though. great. <laughs> they yeah. did, man. That, I remember that, being very disappointed. Goldberg uh, yeah. did not win the title. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, we watched this together, so, yeah. Good we stuff. Did. Not the last time I'd be disappointed by Goldberg in his career, but... Here we are, <laughs> SummerSlam 2003, and The Undertaker is going to ride out second on the card, just like at WrestleMania, man. This yeah. is, you know, when, when you look back at this Biker Taker run and you think about some of the awesome stuff we've had and him being world champion again, like, uh, it does not end with a bang here, this final, mm. final year of it, man. He's kind of slipped to the bottom of the card um I, even though he's he seems like in a really important spot on smackdown here on the pay-per-views he's just faltered and i guess that's kind of why he, but maybe part of the reason why he made that transition back to the dead man character because they're just i guess they're kind of lost on what to do with this biker taker character yeah they must be at this point because uh, yeah, maybe that ship sailed. You know, they kind of squeezed all the juice they could get out of that lemon. So who knows? Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, this one's a lemon right here. We're gonna try to <laughs> make lemon pepper chicken wings out of this one. But uh, when life hits you lemons, you make lemon pepper chicken wings. Absolutely, That's my new saying. <laughs> Forget the lemonade. Who cares? I don't even like lemonade that much. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have a glass of lemonade or a dozen lemon pepper chicken wings? <laughs> the the latter. All day. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. Undertaker, like I said, crazy. He's riding out second, and the announcers are really putting over those rib injuries that he's selling for vengeance. You know, a few weeks ago, and uh, A Train's gonna come out next, and he's got the beautiful Sable with him, wearing almost nothing. <laughs> yeah, wearing almost nothing and touching and feeling him so much. She's practicing all five of her senses with this guy. Oh, it man. is not good. She's like, "Did I really come back for this?" <laughs> right. Took that big settlement out of court, and then uh, came back for this, doing the exact same thing I sued the company for. So, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, Taz and Cole on commentary here. Taker's got his ribs taped up still, so again, appreciate that. He's taking a page out of DDP's book back in 97. <laughs> his right. ribs taped up the rest of the year. So, I swear, DDP had those ribs taped for like 14 months. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> you can never be too protected. <laughs> oh, no. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, this match starts out with lockup uh, and makes it to the corner, and then A-Train gets a headlock and shoulder block and another headlock and another shoulder block, and then Taker's going to pull a, a dust of cobwebs off this move and hit a Russian leg sweep, which we haven't seen that in a while. I can't remember. Yeah, so. it's effective. He gets a one of his signature early two counts, going for the yeah. pin, trying to 
get the victory here, the most important thing. And then he... Go for a quick victory. <laughs> he plays, get this over with. Get this over with. He eats a big boot from the A-Train uh, as he goes for the Stinger Splash, but Taker's going to turn around and get his signature DDT in for another quick two count. Man, he's, he's working him over, trying to put him down, trying to wear him out. Yep. <clears throat> Running dive and clothesline after that from Taker, and then gets an old-school to A-Train, so he's just hitting the greatest hits right here, man. That's right. And then uh, A-Train dumps Taker to the outside, and Taker's grabbing his ribs, and... Um, a-Train nails Taker's back on the ring post and starts punching that lower back. So taking the same same approach that John Cena took, you know, back in their match at Vengeance. Which, again, it's a heel thing to do, and it makes sense. It so. absolutely makes sense. A-Train, uh, he rolls him inside and gets a two-count on the Undertaker and starts working him over in the corner with a lot of shots to the ribs, punching him and kicking him and gets a headbutt on the uh, Undertaker and... <laughs> Taz gives a great description of, or excuse me, Michael Cole gives a great description. You know, Taz talked about how Big Show's slap was like hitting somebody with a walk last week. Uh, how did Michael Cole describe A Train's headbutt? It's like getting hit in the head with a typewriter. And Taz is like, a typewriter? Who's going to use a typewriter? It's just, you don't hit anyone with typewriters, you hit him with walks. What yeah. you talking about? You ever been to fight, Michael Cole? <laughs> yeah. Hell's Kitchen? <laughs> oh, man, you're hitting the head with a typewriter. What is Vincent McMahon's fascination with people with large heads? That's their whole thing with Lars Sullivan nowadays is, look at that giant skull. It's like, Just man. look at him. <laughs> Just look at it's him. It's like a giant <laughs> typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hammerhead. It doesn't look like that. It's as big as a washing machine. <laughs> well, oh, well, after that typewriter, I wish I could get hit in the head with a typewriter because I would go to sleep here and this in. Who has ever hit anyone ticket. in the head with a typewriter? Right. Who gets in a fight in the the office, like the office space, like to hit with a typewriter? So, you couldn't say like a, a rock thing. or something like some. You might actually yeah. hit somebody in the head with. Cinder yeah. block. <laughs> Cinder block. Yeah. Well, Taker gets a sleeper. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, which actually A-Train reverses out of with a back suplex, which is kind of, he's using some wrestle moves. So but then Taker is going to wake this sleepy crowd up by firing back. And I think he just felt at that point, like, we got to do something here because this crowd was asleep. Because there's no, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's nothing. Just, it's yeah. not exciting story going into this. So. Nah. They do a little double down, double clothesline, and the crowd is just yeah. not there for it. A-Train gets up first, but Taker, he gets on his knees. He starts punching A-Train mm-hmm. in the gut, starts getting up, and they exchange some shots. Taker gets the advantage with a big boot and gets another two count. Does the old Hogan special, big boot leg drop, and he stole from him. <laughs> yeah. Now the Hogan's out of the company. rag on Oh, yeah, exactly. Now, Hogan and Mr. America are gone. So then Taker takes his do-rag off, though, which some Hogan would never do. No, never. So, <laughs> Not willingly. Takes it off in frustration. Right. And then hits an apron leg drop, so putting a little stink on that leg drop there. Does some corner splashes and then tries to go for a last ride, you know, which that wakes the crowd up because they're excited for something good there. And A-Train winds up shoving Taker into the referee, so we get our obligatory ref bump. 
We do. It's not not going to be the last one either. No. <laughs> uh, the ref goes down. A train hits the derailer, that big choke slam, power bomb finisher that he did, and the ref is slow to get over there and, and only gets two, which you know kind of puts A train over a little bit. Looks mm-hmm. like he could yeah. have beaten Undertaker had the ref not been down, which is a very very generous thing for the Undertaker to give A train right there. Uh, and then Undertaker is going to accidentally clothesline the ref as he's going to clothesline A train and. Uh, give A-Train a chance to hit his uh, bicycle broke kick and, and head outside to look for something else to get the win. Yep, he's going to have he's gonna pick up a chair and uh, come in and swing it at Taker, but Taker's going to then uh, kick it into A-Train's face, which, again, he has a long history of kicking chairs in people's faces. We saw him back with Steve Austin and True. Triple H and The Rock, I think, too. So kicks it right in A-Train's face and... Got a long two count there as the referee is kind of recovering. So, um, yeah, so I guess that puts over A-Train that he kicked out of this, you know, chair to the face, I guess. so. And I anyway. will say the crowd actually reacts to this when yeah, A-Train yeah. kicks out of this. There's like a – there's a big, oh, like I cannot believe it, man. But Undertaker put this one on his back and he got the crowd to react to this match. They've been dead to it for seven, eight minutes here. And he actually gets him to react, and that's that's why we love this guy, man. That's why we yep. put him over because he's got nothing to work with, and uh, he turns it into <laughs> at least a couple lemon pepper wings here. Maybe not a full <laughs> dozen, but he at least turns the lemon Small into order. a couple wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kid size. Exactly. Well, he's gonna take us and go for the tombstone, but A Train is gonna slide out of it, and then um, Taker's gonna duck, getting hit, and then hit a choke slam to A Train. And uh, it's going to cover him and get the pinfall at 9 minutes and 19 seconds. That'll so, do it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's just came out of nowhere, but, you know, I appreciate it because it was over. <laughs> Look, folks, they're not all pretty. Yeah, We did nope. 97 episodes, and some of them are classics, and some of them are 9-minute basically squashes of the A-Train. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do here. But it's not no. over. It's not over. No. Undertaker's it, not done. He uh, is going to go try to get that last ride here on the A-Train after the match and punish him for all the damage he did to him over the past month. And Sable is going to try to slip into the ring and try to seduce a dead man, which you just don't do. She never seen Weekend at Bernie's. So. She, she must not have seen Sarah. <laughs> this guy's happily married. That too. Uh, also blonde. Well, she's brunette at this point, I think. Yes. Yeah, so. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, Taker had removed his straps to go for the last ride, you know, because he means biz- business time. So, yeah, Sable comes in and takes advantage of his – go ahead. She was confused about what sort of business time it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh she can't say no to the straps down. She can't. So she comes in and starts rubbing his chest also, and uh, that's just uncomfortable for me to see the Undertaker getting his chest rubbed. Like, this didn't fit. So, Taker responds – like uh, like only he can. Fly. Yeah, <laughs> and he just chokes her. His gooses are like it's back like it's nineteen ninety eight or ninety nine again. Like he did that in the ring back then. So yeah, um, starts choking her there for a uncomfortably long amount of time. Yes, because <laughs> as he's choking her, Stephanie McMahon's music is gonna play, and she's gonna run out and try to get her revenge on Sable. And Undertaker's just gonna hold her there in a chokehold. <laughs> in the ring as she flails about in a very not PG moment. <laughs> right. It's weird. 
<laughs> going back with the is. baby face Undertaker. Right, exactly. And uh, yeah, because when he was a, he did it to her back in 98 or 99, he was a heel at that point, ministry guy. So yeah, he was, it was, I guess, okay storyline wise for him to do it. So yeah, here the, the, the baby face is choking this woman. Well, then Stephanie runs in and spears her, and A Train drags Sable out as Taker and Stephanie stand tall in the ring. And she's like looking at, she being Stephanie, is looking at Taker and clapping for him and applauding him and just. She's like his number one fan. So she is, dude. The happy couple reunited. <laughs> <laughs> I think she forgot that this man once tried to crucify her and, and marry her, <laughs> and exactly. saw saw dirty pictures of her or something. I don't know. Go oh, back in the archives. Okay, because well. her dad sent it. That's right. Her That's dad right. sent them the dirty pictures. Oh of his my daughter. god! You Wait know, a <laughs> as much as I hated this, you couldn't pay me to go back to revisit those days. Yeah, <laughs> that was a lot to dig through. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, like you said, Taker actually got the crowd to react to an A-Train match here. Uh, this match happened. It is what it is. We promised from day one we're going to cover all these pay-per-view matches, and we have. And it's part won. of the story. It's part of the story <laughs> of sort of the end of this Undertaker character. Mm-hmm. Maybe a look at why they needed to switch to the dead man, because they're running out of things for this biker-taker character to do. It's kind of losing that punch that pizzazz that energy and it's also setting the seeds for that continuation of this vince undertaker feud one of his longest mm-hmm. running feuds man it's cool to see yeah. how it intertwined and through 98 and 99 and now back here again yeah who knew that vince is going to be one of his long time rivals you know? yeah man it'll come back in uh well when shane comes back although he's kind of on vince's side anyway we'll make we'll oh, yeah, sense of that for sure and, uh, in 2016 when we get there. <laughs> Who knows? We may still Find have never out. seen the end of it. <clears throat> the lockbox. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to keep rolling, rolling, rolling on to the last ride as we cover one of the final two matches of this big evil biker taker era as we hit a biker chain match between The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar, the last match these two guys will have for a long time as we cover No Mercy 2003 next week. We got a lot more, a lot more build up to cover on that one, and a much more uh, fun, interesting match to cover there. So we hope you'll tune in and join us there. Of course, you can subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening service to get that one delivered straight to your inbox as soon as it comes out. So hit us up on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff. Podbean as well. And if you don't mind, leave us a rating, leave a comment on there. And the absolute best thing you can do is to share this podcast, uh, retweet our stuff, like our stuff on social media, let people know that you're listening and enjoying it. We know that it takes time and energy for you to do, and we do appreciate you doing it. And we appreciate every single one of you listening. Every little download counts and means a lot to us as you have journeyed with us through nearly a hundred episodes of this and yeah. we're very excited to get to episode 100 it's kind of uh just worked out pretty serendipitously that we get to do a special episode 100 covering the return of the dead man here in a few weeks a very special match to us uh as well and we'll get to tell that story in a few weeks uh, so we're excited to get there and like i said we're trying to Roll our Twitter numbers up to 2,000 Twitter followers, which is just insane that we're even close to that. But <laughs> it'd be cool if we could hit that for episode 
uh, number 100 here in a few weeks. So if you don't mind, like I said, sharing our stuff and uh, sharing it with your fellow wrestling fans, anybody you think might enjoy this, if they're big Undertaker fans, or if they just love wrestling, because we don't just talk about Undertaker, as you guys all know. Uh, we tell the story of the WWE and the, and the and the story of professional wrestling throughout all of this, or we try to at least. Um and uh, just a few shout-outs, as always, to some of our listeners as well. We always look for your thoughts and opinions on here. Um, we asked about this. Like I said, not too much talking about this match, but the Downturn podcast at Downturn The. They always uh, leave us a comment and uh, said, I buried this one deep away in my head. No recollection mm, yes. whatsoever. And I, like you said, we watched this show, Travis, and I, I remember nothing I, about this match. Yeah. Up till a few weeks ago, I didn't remember who Undertaker fought on this pay-per-view, to be honest. Oh, no. Yeah, before, I would have said, oh, he wasn't on the show. <laughs> before we started this podcast. I said, so, so, three, uh, he wasn't on it. So, I could not have remembered. And then James from, uh, he's at WAPW underscore wrestling. Uh, I think that stands for We Are Pro Wrestling. And it looks like he hosts a podcast called From the Vault. Uh, of course, a classic wrestling podcast. He said this Classic match... drink. <laughs> From the Vault, absolutely. <laughs> God, you got to get sponsored, James, if you're not already. Yeah. Uh, go check him out. Uh, he said, this match is forgettable at best, which uh, I think is fair. I think it's fair. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, our time-traveling correspondent, Randy Turco, uh, didn't get to talk about him much this week because he was at an episode of Raw during this time. Of course, during mm. the brand split, he was at the August 11th episode of Raw. Uh, didn't attend a SmackDown. Didn't get to see Undertaker during that time. Very disappointing. I know. That's his That's his boy, Undertaker. And Brock Lesnar, yeah. too, his Minnesota man. Yeah. But he was uh, at the first episode of Raw on Spike TV, so they had transitioned from... Uh, I guess TNN the Spike or whatever I think that's the episode he's right. that so yeah, yeah. The, the men's network Spike mm. TV <laughs> mm. yeah well uh, what is going on for some reason he remembers Kid Rock having a concert on that episode of Monday Night Raw or before it but I hope that's true <laughs> yeah even if you just remember it to be true that's fine and uh also want to shout out someone at Guide Dog Guy. His name is Craig. He said he uh, is starting to listen to our show and uh, want to hear your thoughts, Craig. Uh, we always appreciate it. It's always cool, especially now that we've been doing it for nearly 100 episodes now, seeing people go through the archives and listen to the older episodes and hear all that. We appreciate that. Uh, we encourage you to always, you know, you can jump in anywhere on the show. Pick a favorite match, uh, one that you remember being awesome, and hear our thoughts on it. Go from there. Pick and choose or start from the beginning and hear his whole career. Uh, that's always cool, too. Um, Listen to the sound quality get better. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It really does. And hopefully it'll get even better. We're going to keep working on it. And, uh, uh, also, too, the shirts are on sale this week. All the t-shirts at uh, tpublic.com, the Take Your Easy shirts, I'm a Biker Taker Guy shirt, Take Your Care of Business. You can look awesome like our friend uh, at Jeremy Buff Bagley over there. You can uh, look as cool as he does. Uh, and, you know, get your picture taken with The Undertaker in that shirt. We can't. We're going to keep thanking you until the day we die, Jeremy. Uh, that was incredible. And he even got some pictures with... Undertaker's old Survivor Series team, the uh, Honky Tonk Man, yes. <laughs> the Hammer yes. Valentine. Uh, yes. Maybe you can hit the, the foursome and get uh, Ted DiBiase. Maybe get one more Brother Love, too. Ooh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. 
Well, J-Bags, we got stuff, stuff hot off the press. It is uh, cooling off right now at uh, the printing press. So we got some stuff for you. We're going to get it all together. Once we get it all together for you, we'll send it your way as a big thank you for that. And again, that invitation goes out to anyone. If you can get a picture with The Undertaker with any of our stuff, we got special stuff coming just for you. Not available on tpoet.com. It's just one-of-a-kind stuff. So, yeah, special stuff. So thank you guys for all the support. And make sure you find yourself someone who looks at you like Sable looks today, Trey. Mm. Just, please. <laughs> and then look away from that episode because it's horrifying. So, that's all I gotta say about that. If someone's looking at me like Sable looks today, Trey, I don't know if I want her. Like, <laughs> like I, I, don't, I don't trust that look I don't mean the way he touches, the she touches him. The way she touches him. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't want that. We know what you're into, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, anyway, if you were there, if you were in Pahonix, Arizona, is uh, at the uh, what's it called arena? Yeah, that one. Uh, if you were there, uh, the lemon <laughs> pepper arena, the lemon pepper wing arena. Let us know what you thought what about Taker being so low on the card, and what you thought about this compared to the rest of the card. And if you were one of the few folks that cheered um, at the beginning of the match and then fell asleep and then woke up at the end. So, but in all seriousness, let us know what you thought about it because we do want to hear your real life experiences when you see his matches live. So, yeah, anyway, absolutely. Uh, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, take her easy. Hey, Trey, I've been waiting for you. Yes. <laughs> you are very impressive. Uh, thank you. And I just know you're going to beat the Undertaker this Sunday. Come on, baby. But that's not all. Mr. McMahon wanted me to personally thank you for what you did to Stephanie last week. He really appreciates it. And so. (laughs) It's the penthouse. See you later.